you're a senior corporate affairs professional who has spent decades working mostly for pharmaceutical companies. You finally decide you want to open up your own agency. So what's the first step? For Ray Jordan, it was developing a playbook. So as I, as I considered, like through my career, what, what, what did I need from an agency? It really was uh, less about a person who could move in with me to the organization and more about a set of um, almost puzzle pieces that I could pick from when I needed to pull them into the organization in order to sort of craft the strategy that I needed at that time. Hi, I'm Irene Silver with the Vanguard Network. Ray Jordan was a session leader at a recent Vanguard dialogue entitled, Is There a Playbook for Leadership? Former public TV journalist Ken Stone helped set the stage. I often shy away from sports metaphors, but I'm going to use it in this case. Bear with me. It's third down and 12 to go. And invariably, the TV camera at that moment cuts to the head coach or the offensive coordinator, and they're looking down at a chart. And then the color commentator says, well, I wonder what kind of, how many plays they have for this situation. And then depending on what they call, it actually changes who's on the field. Uh, a tight end may run off, a running back may run off, two wide receivers may run on, that kind of thing. And that is in essence uh, what we're gonna talk about today. Is there a playbook for leadership? Ray, talk a little bit about the concept. How'd you stumble across it and, 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 and why are you pursuing it? My uh, experiences um, uh, through most of my career were as a corporate affairs leader in uh, larger organizations. And in that regard, I saw that my role was really as general contractor across a range of communication uh, vehicles and stakeholders, right? Everything from, from simple uh, messages to much more involved strategic plans around product launches or activist investor incursions and so on. And what I found was um, I, I needed to lead across a whole bunch of dimensions of communications, not all of which I was personally expert in. So as I, as I considered, like through my career, what, what, what did I need from an agency? It really was uh, less about a person who could move in with me to the organization and more about a set of um, almost puzzle pieces that I could pick from when I needed to pull them into the organization in order to sort of craft the strategy that I needed at that time. So as I, as I was looking at, at establishing an agency that would meet the needs that I had for the 25 years uh, earlier, um, what I felt was I, I was really hungry to build a portfolio of custom service programs that could be deployed very cleanly and crisply to organizations so that the chief communication officer could pull them in and, and, and use them as needed. Now we bundled over the, the last several months, we've, we've bundled a number of those into sort of like eight clusters of um, sort of service areas. But, but the programs are very uh, specific and dig in. Now the key was, um, I won't go through all the programs, but the key was in each of these was to find uh, the individuals, the talent who had experience and expertise in conducting these things in, in sort of the best practice way. 
through the years, you know, the expression has always been, hey, I got a guy for that. But has part of the issue, in your view, been that's the problem? It's been a little bit too haphazard that, that when you need somebody quickly, um, you're like, uh, I'm, I'm going to call a guy who might know a guy who might know a guy. That you, that's precisely the problem. And often what happens is you've got a, you know, a smart person or two from the agency, and presumably you're a smart person leading the function, and you start to cobble it together, figure out how, how to do it, right? You know, in, 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 in one example, um, I, there, were, there was a crisis brewing for a company I was attached to, and we knew the parameters of the crisis and really wanted to get some expert points of view around this, people who had lived through this, who had you know, uh, 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 ha had opinions about this. And so working with my agency, I figured out how to convene, you know, a panel of experts, how to present them with the issue, how to collect from them points of view, opinions on the issues, how to synthesize that, and then how to bring that forward to management. And then when I, when some years later, I needed to do that again and started the same process of figuring out who are the experts, who's going to do the interviewing, who's going to do the, I realized, you know what, there's, there's, this is, there's a process behind this, that if we could bundle that process, we could make this much crisper, much more direct. I, I, I could, as a client, I would be able to understand what my deliverables were, what I would have to be bringing to the party what the costs would be, what the timeframes would be, and so on. None of which, when you're rolling it on your own, do you know. Yeah, talk a little bit about the clusters that you've put together. The first was the corporate and brand reputation. So a set of activities. Now, within each of these clusters, you probably got between one and three program areas that, that, that address them. Um, a second one was around strategic initiatives and product and significant product launches. And there in particular, it was looking, it was looking at the external um, environmental situations associated with those uh, initiatives. A third was building the organizational effectiveness for your communication function. Crisis communications, both preparing for it and responding. Um, corporate mission, vision, and purpose, how to redefine that and how to bring that to life in sort of video forms. Those are the couple of packages in that area. Um, mergers and acquisitions, where we were looking specifically at templates for communication material playbooks when you face the merger and acquisition process. There, there are firms that will help you through mergers and acquisitions, but as a communicator, often you just need kind of the book of, of business that you will use. Um, media and public announcements, which includes um, everything from training in uh, uh, presenting to the media and presenting in high profile um, uh, public venues, uh, right through to preparing press releases, say for SEO, uh, search engine optimization pickup and so on. And then finally, um, ES, uh, ESG, environmental, social, and governance, including uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So those are kind of those are the broad those are the areas. I, I, it's it's pretty wide ranging, but but the programs get much tighter within each of the areas.
has to change within each of the programs. There is the interesting issue of it is about trust, right? And and Ray, you have built up trust over the decades with uh, plenty of people, uh, but you're basically saying, trust me, these other people that I'm going to send in are going to do the job that you need. And and the question is, is so do you have to pump them up a little bit? I mean, as as you market this thing, as you roll it out, are those names important? Or or does that send you down a rabbit hole you don't want to go to? That it's like, no, no, no. It's the, the playbook's important. It's not, it's not the individual players. It's a great question. And they absolutely are important. They're critical. The 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 process and the people have to marry up. And in that regard, to me, it comes around the transparency associated with the people on the team. So one of the uh, principles that we've been operating on is the individuals, right, who participate as program leads in these areas will be known entities in advance. In fact, they'll, they'll as, as we wrap up our, um, um, our website and, and presentations over the next couple of weeks, they will be maybe not front and center, but certainly center in, in our uh, website. And they will be affiliated with the site as individuals. So it won't be that you're coming to, you know, Putnam Insights as a veneer knowing that, oh, okay, Ray Jordan is somewhere back there. But you'll, you'll actually know that for this program working, you know, with Ray Jordan and the team, you'll have this individual with this experience and these clients driving that process because to my mind it's like these pro these program areas if i was going to call somebody in to help me with a uh, targeted program area i would want to know that this is going to be a best in class exercise i'm not going to want to be teaching the agency how to do this i'm not going to want to be you know needing to become an expert in doing it myself and so the yes the people are are critical and need to be out front and need to be visible. And that's been part of the, the criteria we've used as we've talked with, um, with our contractors. When you were working in the industry, um, what drove you crazy when you needed outside help? That could be another way of saying, has this idea been inspired by some terrible experiences you've had? I wouldn't say it's, yeah, yeah, it's a great question. In some ways, yes, it, not, not a particular terrible experience, but by the, uh, by the steady drip, drip, drip of needing to find kind of a focused expertise that could help me through a particular problem area at a particular point in time, right? So um, uh, for instance, a, fa a false article um, written by a journalist for uh, one of the one of my employers caused um, um, a false reading that a product of our company was going to cost the U.S. government many hundreds of millions of dollars a year in excess costs. That became a political uh, issue and became actually part of a political um, uh, outreach that candidates were doing to argue against the kinds of things that, that my company was, was promoting. Um, it turned out that the, um, 
the Congressional Budget Office ran an assessment which showed, no, 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 no. That information from a large metropolitan uh, newspaper in, in the States was incorrect. And that actually the proposal and the program was gonna save the government uh, almost as much uh, per year as it was claimed that it was gonna cost the government. Now that, that didn't get picked up, but the political ads continued uh, lambasting us. So uh, with, with my agency, I'm like, what do we do? It's like, well, you can start doing it. And it turned out what I had to do was find some people that I had worked with who knew this setting, helped me write about 200 uh, response letters to individual um, editors of individual publications, which, which then turned around the um, uh, turned around the, the, the crisis. But again, it was it was learning on my own and finding the resources on my own that frustrated me. That was communications executive Ray Jordan speaking with journalist Ken Stone at a Vanguard Network dialogue. That event and podcasts like this are just some of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silbert. Thanks for listening.